There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, we would like to thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. We have with us today Brother Sam Asquith. Sam I've known since he was just a teenager, and the Lord has worked a miracle of grace in Sam's life. And so I know we've already had his uh, brother and sister-in-law, Michael and Tanya Asquith, just the other day. They recorded, his brother Timothy recorded for us as well. And Sam is going to give his testimony, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. What a marvelous work of God, and how we thank the Lord for that. Some of you might be wondering why I put these testimonies out there. And to be honest with you, I believe there's people that need to hear testimonies. There's a lot of people that have testimonies that don't line up with the Word of God. And it's good to hear folks talk about how the Word of God has entered into their life. The answer is, Thy Word giveth light. And it's the Word of God that's going to pierce our hearts. The Word of God that's going to bring us to salvation. A lot of folks just hoping that little prayer they prayed when they were a child is going to save them. They hope that little prayer they repeated words is going to somehow work magic one day. And they'll have peace and they'll have joy and they'll live the whole life without peace and without joy. But when the Word of God takes place, when the Word of God enters your heart, and what takes place, and is a marvelous miracle of God, it's called the new birth. And Sam is here to talk about that. Sam, thank you for being with us. Tim McVeigh has given me the opportunity to speak on his podcast. And I said given the opportunity, but uh, I don't want it. Definitely anxious and nervous about what to say. But I would just like to give my testimony on how God has... Uh, saved me. It says in Ephesians 2.9, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I just want to give you some of these works so that maybe you could come to the same conclusion I have. It was nothing of myself, but it was Jesus Christ that brought me to repentance. I'm a pastor's kid. For most of my life, my dad has been a pastor. And I have only two times had a there's only been two times that I've had um, professions of saving faith in my life, and they all were nothingness. It was in uh, Moyock, North Carolina. I was maybe seven years old, and I thought, this is the chance. And I went up there, and I did my little thing, and I thought I had great peace. The very next day, we were having services, and I just did everything in my power to get outside of the preaching. Everything in my power to think of anything but what the man of God was saying. I did everything in my power to think of the dirtiest things that could go through my head, anything to create imaginary world, to just get out of these things. God gave me great grace and showed me, you're not saved. There, there's nothing in this. You spend most of your time in the, in the services just thinking of the dirtiest things. And there was, there was no peace. There was no um, saving, saving faith. There was no uh, uh, deliverance from these things that had plagued me. 
The second time was probably five years after that. I was in uh, doing schoolwork. We were uh, homeschooled at the time, and we were living in um, Franklinville, New York. We'd moved up from the the south where I was born. And I was doing schoolwork thinking about God's goodness. My dad was just preaching to us, the family. He did did not have a church, and he would just uh, set up a ironing board, and he would preach to his children. And I was very convicted in those services. And just as I was doing schoolwork one day, God was just dealing with me. And I went downstairs into the basement. It was dark, and my dad was reading his Bible. And I just remember talking to him about um, the Word of God and about faith and how, how a person could even be saved. And he explained some things to me, and I ran upstairs, and I prayed and I thought, Ugh. and there was no peace. There was no deliverance. And that was probably the, that, w- that was the last time since I'd had a, a profession of faith. And I went probably 11 to 15 years. I, I guess I could do the math at one point. But I probably went about 11 to 15 years knowing that I was lost, knowing that if I were to die, I would go to hell as a pastor's son. It was probably five years after my last uh, profession. I was at this time, I'm, I don't know, maybe 15. Now we were in a meeting in Sio, North Carolina, or uh, New York, Sio, uh, New York, and um, just went up to my uh, my father after the meeting, and I just just weeping in tears, saying I just wanted to be saved so badly. And my mother, her testimony was it took her 19 years. To, to get saved, to find peace with God. 19 years, and I just remember sobbing to him and saying, I don't wanna take that long. I don't wanna sit there for 19 years. I wanna get saved now. And him just dealing with me out of the scriptures. What I didn't realize at the time, I look back at it now and I just think the foolishness of that moment. I just wanted a quick fix. I was just in deep distress over my soul and I just wanted anything at that moment to get out of it. Because as soon as I got out of the preaching, as soon as I got home, I do everything in my power to do the dirtiest things that I could possibly think of as a 15-year-old boy. And that was pretty dirty. I would do everything in my power to get out of God's will, get out of the preaching, get out of what um, his direction that he had for my life, anything that I could. I say these two professions or talk about these two professions of my um, early years Right now, I'm 26 years old, and those were probably or the first one. I was probably seven or eight, um, so good. Almost 20 years ago, actually, and I think about it, Moyock, North Carolina. Through all those years, through all that time, knowing that I was lost, only two times in my life ever having these short periods of time where I thought, mm, maybe, maybe I'm saved. But God very quickly, very graciously showed me out of the scriptures, Sam, you're lost. And I want to thank him for that goodness. But in those times, it wasn't me looking for Jesus Christ. It wasn't me um, finding his or trying to, to find his will for my life. It was me just trying to get out of the conviction. It was me just trying to find an easy fix, just trying to get the, hey, God, I'm sorry. Could you save me? It was me just trying to get out of hell, and it wasn't coming to repentance. It wasn't seeing God's perfect will for my life, that my will would line up with God's will. 
God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I just wasn't willing to come to repentance. And it was only um, three or two or three months ago, July uh, meeting, youth week up at Black Creek, that God gave me that deliverance. It was in one of the meetings, pretty odd testimony. As Dale Morey was preaching, I don't even remember the message, but God was dealing me with this idea of seeking for him. It says in Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And I just remember thinking, I cannot get saved of my own uh, fruition. I I cannot uh, will it into being. I cannot repent enough. I cannot seek enough, but it would be God that would give me that saving faith. And I just determined in that service that I will be saved because there are Bible verses I can point to that if you seek, God is willing. Well, let me just read it. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. So that if you seek, ye shall find. And I just believed that verse. And I didn't even realize it at the time. I remember looking back on it about a day later and just joy and just confusion. Is this salvation? Am I saved? You got to remember 26 years old. I've only had two professions in my life and been the son of a pastor for probably 15 years or, or more. And just, is this salvation? Is this the thing? And God giving me a Bible verse and God giving me a Bible verse that you must, that you believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I just remember glorying in that thing, that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And when my will lined up with God's will, then that that would be when I would get saving faith. And then it came afterwards, not having peace because God promises peace. And I remember just struggling with this thing of peace. I had great peace and great rejoicing for probably a week but about a month into it, just not having peace and just struggling with the day-to-day life. I'm a construction worker. I do drywall and you just sit there with the filth that people talk about and just the your own thoughts and just, it's not good. And just struggling with that peace. But God giving me a few verses, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I remember just looking at that verse and thinking, man, God could give me that peace. God could give me that peace. But by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding, shall keep your minds through Christ Jesus. And in Colossians 3.15, it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. And I remember just this peace would, God would give me such peace, and the very next day I just struggle with this peace. And I just remember turning back to that uh, verse, and let, and let, 
and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And I just remember thanking God for this thing and just saying, God, I'm just a man. I'm just here. And I just let that peace go. Please give it back to me and I'll hold on to it for as long as I can because I struggle with that let. I struggle with that let. God is good and God is gracious. In these ramblings, I hope this is a help to you. Just want to thank God for his goodness, his long suffering, and through those years of me being a rebel against God, that he was still willing to save my soul. I do want to say, Sam, thank you for stopping by and uh, doing the podcast for us. I certainly are thankful for the grace of God that's worked in Sam's life. I remember up the road, just up the street from the Black Creek Baptist Church, and uh, Sam pulled me out in the yard on a Saturday morning just to let me know that he had found peace with God. And we certainly thank the Lord for that. And God's also saved Sam's best man at his wedding, his good friend he grew up with, Peter Cornelius. And Peter's just going to share a few words about what the Lord has done for him. Well, I wasn't expecting to speak on the podcast today. So for the sake of time, I'm just going to give what God has done for me in the last few months. I was at Pastor Vernon's church there, Living Waters, and went down there for the meeting, and God was dealing with me, and I was fighting, like trying to find God, pushing to find this salvation that was promised. And God just showed me during that meeting that I need to wait for him. And so I sat there one night, I just decided I'm going to wait for God. And in that moment, God saved me because I'd always believed that God could save me, but I never believed that God would save me. So I tried to talk to my pastor that night, Pastor John Asquith, and circumstances kept me from doing that. So the next day I had to leave for two weeks go train with the military. And if you know anything about them, that's probably one of the most wretched places you can be. And I went there and got back into some terrible sins and it shook me. And I was like, how could I be saved if I'm this wretched? And it just hurt me so bad that I came back in the two weeks and I was just trying to get this assurance from God So I went and tried to talk to my pastor and many times I tried and something would always happen where I couldn't speak to him. One time I was going down to a family camp meeting they were going to and I purposed in my heart, I will speak to him tonight. And on the way there, the vehicle we were in broke down and I just didn't understand. I was like, God, why can't I speak to him? Then later on that week, I said that tomorrow I will speak to him. I do what I can to speak to him. And I started to have a panic attack. And God just said to me, when was the last time you had a panic attack? And I was like, God, it's when I was going to speak to somebody and you didn't want me to. Because you used someone later on in my life to show me why I shouldn't speak to them. So I was like, okay, God, I don't know why you don't want me to speak to him, but I will wait. So the last few months, I've just been struggling with this thing of assurance. Just trying to figure it out. I pray, Lord, show me in this message, am I saved? And the message would start, and I'd hear from God, you're saved. But then the next, our next sentence right after that, you're lost. And I'm 
came out of every message, Lord, why won't you just answer it? Why am I hearing both things? And I just kept struggling with that and struggling with that. And then I went down to Shippensburg this last week. I was probably more bitter than I'd ever been. Just back to my old self before I had been saved. Just a bitter, vile person. And that helped calm me and prep me for this meeting we had up in New York. And that's when God used that and he spoke to me. He's like, study to show thyself approved. So one night I went up to my house after the services and I stayed up till about two in the morning, three in the morning, just reading through 1 John over and over and over again. And God gave me a great comfort in that. And that comfort, I went to bed that night praying to God. I woke up the next day, great peace, just praying to God. And then I was like, I'm going to speak to the pastor today. And just throughout the day, I was overjoyed. But then some, I didn't listen to John. I got at one point. I didn't listen to God at one point that day. And it just slowly whittled away at that joy. So I sorrowed in my soul that night just over what I just missed. And the next day, God gave me it again, and I managed to speak to my pastor, tell him what had happened to me, what God had done to me. And I had only intended to tell him that day, but the fellowship of the believers was just overwhelming. I was overjoyed. Because one thing I'd missed is I'd listened to everyone talking about their testimonies around me, and I just longed for that. And... God had showed me the reason you weren't able to tell your pastor this previously because you would have found assurance in man and not assurance in God. And that's about what God's done for me. And if I ever get the chance, I'd love to speak about the things that God had done for me leading up to this. And thank you. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home and the saints all with gladness are seen.